We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you. Now the snake was the most cunning animal that the Lord God had made. The snake asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat fruit from any tree in the garden? We may eat the fruit of any tree in the garden, the woman answered, except the tree in the middle of it. God told us not to eat the fruit of that tree or even touch it. If we do, we will die. The snake replied, That's not true. You will not die. God said that because he knows that when you eat it, you will be like God and know what is good and what is bad. Okay, ladies, welcome back to another episode of Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and it is Wednesday morning, and I apologize if you like to wake up and listen to the podcast first thing in the morning. Um, I just didn't have it together, and I got home from uh, a meeting last night, and I was just too tired <laughs> to get the podcast together. So forgive me if it threw off your morning routine. So this is the, the regular Wednesday episode, and it's going to be a little bit later today. Um, anyway, I want to take you back to Christmas of 2008. And I don't tell a ton of stories about my son, Teddy, but if you, if you listen to the early episodes of this podcast, then you'll know that we had a child born in 2008 with leukemia. And he was sent to um, a hospital about an hour and a half away from here, and my husband, myself, and at the time, our two-year-old son, Charlie, we moved into the Ronald McDonald house across the street from the hospital. And if you've never been into a Ronald McDonald house, that's probably a good thing. But if you have, you know what an absolute blessing these, these organizations are to families in need uh, with sick kids. So anyway, it was Christmas time. My son was born on December 15th, and um, I knew I was pregnant, and I knew Christmas was coming that year. So I had already done all my Christmas shopping pretty early, and um, I was all set. You know, we had a very small house, so we weren't huge on stuff for Christmas. But um, as Christmas approached, the Ronald McDonald House staff saw that we had this toddler, and the baby was an infant, so it's not like he needs a ton of stuff. But they saw this toddler, and one day a woman said to me, would you like to go downstairs and shop? And this is inside the Ronald McDonough house. And I thought, first of all, there's a basement to this place? So I go, I follow her, right? And I said, well, I really don't need anything because I've already shopped for my, my kids. And she goes, oh, but wait until you see. And I go down there, and oh my gosh, you guys... It was like a Costco of toys, floor to ceiling, the most beautifully organized space I've ever seen of just toys and gifts. And it was all free. She said to me, take whatever you want to take. And I was like, well, I already shopped. And she was just like, it doesn't matter. 
all this is donated. Like it's for the families here. And I didn't take anything because again, I already bought what I wanted to get for my kids and we had a small house. But as we were living in the Ronald McDonald house and as we were living essentially in the hospital as well, is when my eyes were open to just how much stuff people give kids when they're sick and give to the siblings of children that are sick. And when Teddy was released from the hospital and he was allowed to go home for the first time was when it really hit me. And we we didn't get really any notice that he was going to be released and go home because you're always waiting for his numbers from the chemotherapy to come back. And when it's when they hit the right number, they're like, that's it, you're going home. And we didn't even have a car seat in my car. My husband had to go all the way home and get the car seat. And I remember emptying out this hospital room that we had been living in for about a month. And I was just taking strollerfuls of stuff down to the car. And it took me three carloads to get home. And I remember pushing my stroller through the hospital hallway and I looked at my in-laws and I said, please do not buy this child anything else until he is 16 years old. Because, and they just laughed, but I was just so overwhelmed. I had a brand new baby, which is enough in and of itself. On top of that, he was born with cancer. On top of that, Christmas had exploded at the hospital in the Ronald McDonald house. And everywhere we went, people were giving my kids stuff. And it was just like, I I couldn't even wrap my head around where I was going to put all this stuff when I got home. And yes, I'm very grateful. But at the same time, I only had a week home with my baby. And I was just overwhelmed with the stuff. And that's when I really started noticing just how everywhere we go, our kids are given stuff. And a lot of this stuff we don't even buy. It's just stuff that people give our kids out of the goodness of their heart. And today, I just, you know, it's funny because my mom was here with me at my house and, um, you know, we were just talking about what I do for a living as a declutter coach. And she just, she has a very hard time wrapping her head around how people have stuff that they, they hire me to take this away, you know? And I said, mom, you don't understand. Like everywhere we go, our kids get stuff. And she's like, no. And I said, it's true. So that, that Friday night, we went to my son's high school football game and we were not there, but five minutes. And there was a man from the national guard. It was like military appreciation night. We were there five minutes and he had already thrown free t-shirts into the crowd and plastic stuff. And he specifically came over to each of my kids and gave one a pair of sunglasses and another, some other little plastic thing. And I turned to my mom and I said, see, like everywhere we go, it's just stuff and it's like little stuff. So you just think, oh, it's just a little something. But let me tell you guys, I have decluttered playrooms where every single thing was like three inches or smaller. It's just these little bits and bobs that we pick up along the way. You know, like when they go to the dentist, when they get a happy meal, when they go to a a party at school, when they go to a party at someone's home and they get a goodie bag. 
my kids have gone to birthday parties where the goodie bag was probably worth more than the gift I gave the birthday child. Like, I just, it just is all so much stuff. And I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about where did this all begin? And at first, I was going to make this episode about us and our responsibility for the earth, because that's a big thing in my heart, is that where is all this plastic coming from? How much did it cost to get to the United States? And after the thrill of it wears off in five minutes, where does it go and sit for a thousand years? I was going to make the episode about that, but then um, I was doing the prayer group. I'm doing the September rosary group, and sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you downloads in a different direction from where you wanted to go. And so I thought, this is, again, it's still the Garden of Eden, but maybe a different little scene in the Garden of Eden and in the book of Genesis. So what I wanted to focus on today, and so I'm going to get to the prayer group, ladies, because there is a great line from prayer group that uh, I want to share with you from Colleen from New Jersey, <laughs> if you guys remember Colleen from New Jersey. So we'll get to that. But anyway, I think a lot of times all this stuff comes into our homes and maybe it wasn't all gifted. Maybe we bought it. Maybe maybe your guinea, your Achilles heel is the dollar store and maybe it's a dollar spot at Target. And, you know, I just think, oh my gosh, like, for the few minutes that it appeased your child, now it's going to sit in your house. And so today I just wanted to talk to you and perhaps give you permission to just say no. And I think that what we were talking about in Rosary Group was that it goes back to the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve had everything they could ever imagine in the garden. They had all the fruits and vegetables and running streams and just the most beautiful place that we could ever imagine on earth. And yet what happens? The devil comes and he tempts Eve. Like he puts that seed of doubt in her mind of like, do you really have everything? Do you? And Colleen from New Jersey, she said the best line in Rosary Group the other day. She goes, the devil was the original FOMO. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to use that because it's true. FOMO, the fear of missing out. And so many times are we consuming because we are fearful. And, you know, the title of this episode is School Photos and Other Budget-Busting Clutter-Causing Nonsense. And it was school photo time. And I was looking at the package that the, they sent home from the school. And I don't really like school photos. It's not my thing. I don't display them. I give them to my mom. She displays them. That's it. But you always have to buy so many just to get the class photo. And that's all I really ever wanted was the class photo for my kids. And so I would buy the lowest package just so we can get the school photo. Well, this year, they did not put the class photo in the cheapest package. So you had to go up a package to get the school photo. And I think it was something like maybe $30 so we're looking at $90 for me to order those packages for each of my girls. And I thought, I'm done. I'm done. I am not getting school photos this year. I'm not spending $90 for pictures that I'm going to just put in their special bin and never look at again and never display. I would rather take that $90 and 
and go somewhere really fun for the afternoon and take my own pictures. Now, if you love school photos, awesome. This this is, um, it's just not something I, I enjoy, okay? So I just wanted to talk to you about what are we afraid of? Like, are we afraid of being the family that doesn't buy the school photos? Are we, like, you know, and I even asked my kids when they got home from school yesterday after school photo day, I was like, was it okay that we didn't buy the photos? And they're like, yeah, mom, lots of people didn't buy them this year. And I'm like, oh, yes, these are my people. And you know what? We're going to buy the yearbook because the yearbook has the class picture in it anyway. And that to me is a lot more fun. And the actual photos, they just sit in their special bins and we never look at them again. But the yearbooks, my kids look at all the time. And I even look at them. I'll be like, listen, I met this woman. Who are her kids? And like, I'll go through the yearbook and try to figure out like who my new friend is, like who their kids are and stuff like that. So to me, that's where I would rather spend my money. And I just, I just want you to be okay with saying no to more stuff, more stuff that you don't need in your home and perhaps things that are really going to bust your budget anyway. And you might think like, well, it's a few bucks here, it's a few bucks there. But every little bit and bob that you bring into your home is another thing that you have to manage now in your home. And every dollar going out of your home is a dollar that you haven't managed um, probably to the best of your ability. You know, it's just kind of mindlessly spent at the dollar store or Target or something like that. Now, are there exceptions? Of course. I have been in those situations where, heck, that's how I potty trained my oldest kid was with matchbox cars. And I would just buy matchbox cars and I would put them on the potty and be like, you go potty, you get that matchbox car. <laughs> like, you know, we did things like that. But I just feel like we're turning into this culture of like everywhere we go, our kids are starting to expect that they're going to be given something. And it's all just too much. It's too much in our homes and it's too much on our wallets. And I just want to give you permission to be able to say, our family's not doing that this year. Or we're not doing a birthday party this year. One, because maybe you don't have the funds. Two, maybe you just don't have it, the the space in your your mental, um, your sanity that you can do a, a birthday party this year. That's okay. I don't do birthday parties every year, mainly because I don't want all this stuff. Like I would love to be able to have a birthday party where we just say, come and have fun and we're going to have cake and you're going to get a high five on the way out the door, but we're not going to have 20 new gifts coming into my house, you know? Um, and I just think that this is something for you to think about as with Christmas coming. Like, I know a lot of us struggle with all the stuff that comes into our home at Christmas and it's almost becomes like it robs you of the joy of the season because you're so stressed about all the stuff coming into your home. And I know that's personally, that's my big stress always. And especially if your kids are used to having a nice big Christmas and you're just tired of it, how do you make that switch? And I shared with my friend a few months ago, I said, you know, when you have that first Christmas where the kids are getting a lot less, is it awkward? Yes. It's awkward for about 20 minutes. And then you know what? Everybody gets over it and everybody is fine and they play with the few little things that they do have. If I could redo how we did Christmas from our very first Christmas with our oldest child, I totally would. But we went down a slippery slope of Santa, 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 and I was raised with a big Christmas. Um, I don't know how my husband was raised with his Christmas, but like it was always our time of the year where it was go big or go home, but we didn't get stuff throughout the year. You know, we didn't get socks and underwear. 
whenever we wanted them. We didn't get a toy on a regular old Tuesday. Everything was saved for Christmas, and I don't feel like that's what kids have anymore. I feel like they're just getting stuff all the time wherever they go. So I just want you to um, think about that Garden of Eden and how they were blessed. Adam and Eve were so blessed with everything they had. And once they accepted more, their blessings went south. And there is a blessing to all the things we have in our homes, but sometimes too much of a good thing is when things start going south in both the clutter and in the budget. And I just want you to be mindful of the things that you bring into your home and how we are talking to our children about what they accept and where they're going to put these things into their their bedrooms or into their playrooms. And this is life skills for them too, is like, we need to be able to have the space for things. We need to have the money for the things that we're bringing into our home. Um, But we especially need to preserve that relationship with God. And, you know, there's a saying that everyone has a God-sized hole in their heart. And I think sometimes we're trying to fill that with other things. And um, I think if you're tempted to, to get your kid another thing, why don't you take that moment and pray with them and use that moment to bring them closer to God? And same with you. If you're having the fear of missing out because there's a good sale or because you're afraid of what someone's going to think of you, take that moment and say, God, you know, draw me closer to you because I'm tempted to fill this hole with something else that I probably don't need or can't afford. And just use all those temptations. You know, Eve was tempted. We're tempted. Nothing has changed. There is wisdom in the gospel and Bible and the Old Testament for every single day. That's why I always say, like, you, you never step into the same Bible twice because there's always something new going on in your life that is is as relevant 2,000 years ago as it is today. And you might be reading the same passage in a different way because you're going through something different. So just as Eve was tempted, we are tempted. Um, so use that time to draw closer to God and it will help you um, ward off some of the things that you might you might regret. Okay. Have a great day. I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Take care. Music.